scent is a powerful trigger of memory. For me, it takes just a whiff of eucalyptus. I'm standing in the dark bathroom of our apartment in seminary, the cool breeze coming through the window, carrying hints of the eucalyptus groves of the Berkeley Hills. For an instant, I'm immersed in the memories and emotions of that time and place. Or step into the side chapel at St. Ignatius Chapel at Seattle University, where the walls are covered in candle drippings. In that small room, the perfume of beeswax evokes memories of every sanctuary throughout time where candles have burned, lights in the darkness, sacred beacons of welcome and hope and the promise of new life. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard, anointed Jesus' feet, and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Do you suppose the people who were at dinner that night at Lazarus' house will ever smell that perfume again? without thinking of that shocking and extravagant evening. Some will remember with delight that spicy, earthy, slightly floral smell of nard, Mary's generous gift of love to her friend and Lord as she gently washed his feet and dried them. The power of the act of anointing, typically reserved for kings and priests and prophets, done by men, to men, as a sign of shared power. And here a woman anoints a man, a sign of love and respect, the sealing of a deep and precious relationship. And some will remember that night less fondly, like Judas who critiques the wasteful extravagance of spending 300 denarii, roughly equivalent to $20,000, on something that is used once and poured out. Or others who wonder why Mary doesn't save the perfume for Jesus' burial, whenever that may be. Dinner at the home of a man who was dead and is now alive. Extravagant love poured out, Jesus' anointing with burial perfume, Judas's short-sighted concerns about money, intention with Jesus' comment about the poor. All these hints and foreshadowing about the week that follows next in John's Gospel. Starting with Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem, heralded as a triumphant king. His trial, which places human politics in tension with God's eternal perspective. God's generous and prodigal love for us poured out in Jesus' death. And his rising from that death into new and unending life. What was and is and is to come The holy and the human are all woven together.
Memories of a smell evoke a moment, a glimpse of our own complex emotions, an image of friends gathered around a table, a holiness of love and understanding in the air, echoes of ourselves, our community, our God. Our lives and stories reflect those of God's people in our all time, our Lenten experiences, our return to God and community and ourselves connect us with every community of Jesus' followers who have spent these 40 days anticipating new life at Easter. Familiar scents linger in the closets and corners of our lives, spaces we have visited this Lent, recalling our whole lives of faith. The spicy oil of our baptisms and the hope of our baptismal promises. The smoke, the smokiness of candles shedding light into the dark corners of our lives. The pungent stank of fear, sharp rain-like scent of sorrow, sourness of regret, acridness of chaos. Layered with the sweet wafting aroma of prayer, sometimes wordless, often repetitive. Hints of fear and shame and uncertainty, the earthy strength of courage and conviction, all over a strong base of humility, with warm tones of grace and forgiveness that wash over us. All that was and is and is to come. A whiff transports us, returning us to ourselves, to our faith, to the knowledge that we are beloved. The assurance that God's forgiveness is ours when we repent of forgetting God and return to living our lives with God's priorities for health and wholeness, justice and love for all people. In a few minutes, we will pray for the world, the church, our community. We will remember and pray for all who are poor, who are always with us. We will pause to recall our own sins, the ones we name easily and those that are harder to admit. And we will confess them to God and one another offering our whole lives to God. And then, forgiven in spirit, restored in relationship with God and one another, we gather at God's table to be reminded again in the sense of bread and wine of the extravagant love of God poured out for us in Jesus. And then we go out into the world to invite others by our generous word and our just actions to experience this same perfume of love. May our lives be blessed by the lingering fragrance of God's delight in us, that we may remember that God always desires us to return to relationship and welcomes us 
with unexpected and extravagant forgiveness and grace.